No, they're not the same. Diana. Well, not the same. They're as not yours, the same. But... Not the same feet, Diane. We don't have the same feet. We'd know if we had the same feet because you know it'd be harder to walk. <laughs> you know, be good for three-legged races. Could be. It would be good for that. What? A, that's. <laughs> I'm so glad you thought of that. You know why? Because it's 9:04 a.m. Saturday, April the 30th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane. Show. You're totally up there. Was I totally? Yes. Oh, really. I, don't know. I felt a little wavering there towards no, the end. No. I, I haven't been singing as much lately. And, and yet. Like and yet. You had the the vim and vigor of someone who's been on vacation. Oh well, there is that to be said. Do you know it's the last day of April tomorrow? Is May first? I do know that. I know that. I read in the paper that this has been the coolest April on record in this area. And I'm like, yeah, baby. No wonder Bill's been having so much fun. Cool April. Right, and the... if we're going to be doing any lakes, it's got to be Lake Abundance for this week. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's been a substantive week here in Lake Abundance. I would think it's a glorious week in Lake Abundance. Well, I mean, you can make up your own adjectives, Diane. I know. Well, you know, what do you, why is it always up to me? I like Lake Abundance. Maybe it's substantive that bothers me. It's been a thrill-packed week here in Lake Abundance. Full of uh, quiet... I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Uh, introspection and... Uh, Overwhelm, yeah, natural overwhelm of the senses, though, in kind of a primal kind of level. That kind of, it's like a, it's like a resetting your hard drive or something. It's like doing a sweep to get all the bugs and the and the and the deleted files and the and the copies of files that you don't need. You get all that stuff cleaned out. It all gets blown away or washed off. By the surf, and the wind, and the freshness. It's of true. The big ocean. Over to you, Diane. The whole week, though, it started off with us going over to Tim Noah's Pond Beyond. Yeah, it's true. Which was which was an, an which a, was a very restorative time as well. Yes, it was. Right? It was illuminating. I found, and I thought. It was nice to just be there with Tim. There was nobody else there. That's I mean, right. He was there all by himself. Except the animals. Except the animals, yeah, that's true. And he's got a lot of animals. That's true. If I had a dog, I don't think I'd be lonely. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. But he took us uh, on a walk around their 17-acre property that they are um, they're creating sort of a natural school uh, I mean, natural school in that they're going to be teaching uh, small groups of kids that will be bussed up there about living in harmony with the world. Yeah. And I and just... They're, they're also doing a study in restoration because this piece of property used to be a, a gravel pit, you know? And when he got totally, there, the entire thing was paved. Totally paved in it asphalt. Was like a, it was like an asphalt landing place or loading place for trucks or something like that, staging area. And they just have pulled up all that asphalt and 
they're restoring it. They're putting in native plants. And they created a trees. mountain of asphalt called Not My Asphalt. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is. Is that what it's called, Not My Asphalt? Yeah, oh, yeah. Not My Asphalt. Mount Not My Asphalt. Anyway, it was just a joy. We had a wonderful conversation with him. I went out there for the purpose of an interview for the the um, Ancient Victories publication. But we, because he was on his own and I think just really enjoying our company, we spent a few hours out there. I was not intending to do that, actually. Um, I kind of thought that we would just interview and you know, come back really quickly, but uh, it was so wonderful and got to see the the donkeys and the horse, horses, horses. I guess. Yeah, and the um, dogs and the goats. And the goats and... Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful and it was wonderful to hear, I mean, Tim just seemed totally in his element, which is great because it's, it's a, for him, it's a, transition into another phase of life much like what you and I have been uh, kind of up against on, in one way or another and uh, it's great to see that the way he has just kind of slid into it yeah in a very graceful kind of way and I mean, with a certain amount of intention and awareness it's not like he just woke up one day and he was there he's been conscious all the way through of this transition in his life uh, from one kind of lifestyle to another Brought on in no small part by the pandemic and uh, the circumstances resulting from that. and I mean, circumstances inherent in that. It was, but, but it was just a true joy to hang out with him. Yeah. We had philosophical conversations and um, just got to enjoy the peace of that area. And I just delight in his... Uh, his and Cindy's home yeah. it's so them yeah. you know everything is just delightful yep the art the instruments everything the furniture everything. everything it's it's like he's bringing alive his imagination yeah. in the world and I'm sure that Cindy's matches up with his yeah. and is creating this place just like our place it's pretty it's like nice a it's combination true. of our energies true that's a true true thing so we did that on saturday and then we on on uh, monday we drove out to la push we did that on sunday didn't we i think we did it on sunday no monday no i mean sunday we went to tim's oh did we go on sunday yeah sunday okay mm -hmm. sunday we went to tim's then monday, on monday we, we got on the ferry boat and drove out through the springtime foliage that was like popping out to La Bush, where we had not been since I think October of 2019, but yeah, I don't know for sure. I'm not sure either, but it, it was a couple of years of, at least. It might have been the spring of 2019 rather than the fall. And man, did the did nature put on the glorious display while we were there? It was it was the perfect, my perfect kind of weather yeah which is lots of weather fronts moving through so that you'd have rain and then these Brilliant incredible sunshine. breaks with 
clouds that are... They got really good clouds out there. Yeah, that's... Whenever I take pictures, I end up taking more pictures like the sky at the very bottom and the and having all the clouds because the clouds are intensely wonderful. Yeah, they got good clouds out there. I think they send their best people out there to do the cloud design because I think that's like the retirement home for all the... It's like the ultimate reward for the best cloud design spirits up there. And they, they so they get, as their reward for a job well done, they get to hang out in the ocean and just freeform it, man, just kind of riff, you know. I mean, there was this one cloud pattern that we had, neither one of us had ever seen that almost looked like somebody just took a paintbrush and just striped it across the sky in a straight line. And that was the background line. for these other clouds that were in front. And so you could see in the breaks between the other clouds, you could see this brush stroke in the background. It was like the, the base, the, the other stuff was painted over. It was nice. At one point, it even looked like a musical stave, right? Or the, uh, to me, it reminded me of like the strings of a guitar when it's just been strummed so that they're all vibrating and so they're kind of blurry. It's like they were all resonating at once kind of thing. And we had plenty of time to observe this. We... In the last, uh, I don't know, couple of three it's years, like four three, years. Three or four years that we've been going out there. We, that we only bring books. We don't do much of anything on screens. We Yeah, first couple of years we were going out there, we were bringing like DVDs with us and stuff like that. And, and our little Bluetooth speakers so that we could watch movies in the evening and on our computers and stuff. And thinking that that would be the right thing to do. But then I think it was the year I forgot my the speaker. Right? That was the thing. I that had was the, it. I still had the computer with the DVD player in yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. But that I was forgot it. the Bluetooth speaker, and you know, you couldn't hear quite well enough just with the computer. And so, but we had also brought a bunch of Robertson Davies books. So we just read Robertson Davies the whole weekend. And had a blast doing it. Yeah, and realized, you know, it, it's really better to just read and then nap and then read some more and look out the window and have it be quiet. Even if it's dark outside, you know, it's nice to be quiet. When it gets dark, especially in the spring when it's daylight savings time, it's dark at 9.30, you know, it's time to take a bath in the in the jacuzzi tub and go to bed, for crying out loud. Yeah. And so he can be up. And at, the, the cabins out there at Quileute are just amazing because you see from every window. Yeah, uh, I've really got them oriented to where you get the full panorama. From every cabin, practically. It almost feels like you're outside mm-hmm. a lot of times. <clears throat> and we always would open the, the door, even though it was pretty cold. But we just kind of got more <laughs> clothes on so that we could have the, the sense of the ocean. So you can hear it. And hear it. coming and in and you hear the birds. Smell it. and. Yeah. But, oh man, it just reminds me of when I was young and my family used to go on vacations because... We never had television. We didn't have, um, for a long time, we didn't even have a stereo there. Eventually, my brother and I brought out an old turntable. But um, but Gary would play guitar, and we would sing as a family. We would read a lot and nap a lot. The ocean, I don't know, there's something about it that you can read and actually just kind of have these cat naps where you fall asleep and... 
Or I, even I laid down in the bed actually. and I was I took like a two hour nap a couple of days and then slept like a stone at night as well. You know, usually if I take a nap during the day that's of any length, that's longer than a half an hour or something, then I have trouble getting to sleep that night. But it was just like my body was like, no, this is. There's a level of rest available to me here that is not available. I'm going to take advantage of it. It's almost like this magical respite. You know, I, I feel a lot of times like when when the fairies used to, to take the mortals into their um, fairy kingdom and they would basically, time would be passing and the mortal wasn't aware of it and, yeah. and that they just felt uh, refreshed and healed in some way. But then they come back home and and try to tell other people about their experience and everybody's looking at them like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's like there's a bunch of stuff happens out there. I'm reading the stuff that I wrote when I was out there and it's like, this doesn't even come close. You can't even, you know, it's like you're trying to say the unsayable and because it's really what what is happening is the, uh, it's like the, the wash of primal kind of energy that's that you're absorbing out there all the time just kind of wipes your mind clean and so you can't really articulate what it is you're experiencing because if you were articulating it you wouldn't be having the experience you're having it's like the, that's right part of the uh, uh, experience of being out the ocean is to not be able to describe it and that seems fine well know. i remember reading that babies have this oceanic experience of the world and i think that we and they were trying to represent by that that you know it's just this boundless i think that that's what they're meaning by that that you're not associating everything logically and linearly that you're just seeing things and experiencing things and and in a lot of ways i feel like that happens every time i'm at the ocean yeah and well, it seems weird to me, this is a tangent, but it's brief, that babies are, they don't breathe when they're in the womb. Yeah. They don't use their lungs until they come out. That's why the doctor kind of slaps them to get Yeah, to, to get their lungs to get going. Them, to get them to start breathing air. Yeah. Before they're born, before you're born, you don't breathe. Yeah. So that's, that's odd. So like you're living in a liquid medium. And breathing without using your lungs for nine months. Anyway. I still claim that the Olympic Peninsula is a magical place. I I really yeah, do believe it's... it's like crossing it's... into another kind of territory. And it's weird. You know, it's the, a lot of the people who live there don't seem to be aware of it. Yeah. But then a lot of the people that live there do seem to be aware of it. And uh, it's great. I would love to live there, you know. It's I would such love an to a, a have one of those place. junky little houses in the push and just live there. You know, have a boat. Boat. In yeah. in yeah. any event, we are yeah. not able to represent it well, but no. um, but it was truly a marvelous time. And then we came back, and we've been just hanging out and I'm very aware that this week has passed and I have not thought about work and I, I'm loving that yeah. I'm loving it 
so I'm feeling like, yeah, I passed through something during this week that made me feel like now I am free of all issues with retirement. <laughs> yeah, um, I think about the uh, the way you felt when we got there, the day that we went out there, the, how taxing that was for you. It's like you were you were consciously... You have to understand about Diane, people. She does things exactly when she needs to and is able to get to the next level of thing, of experience. Like if something that, if there's something that she has to shake off or some kind of transition that she has to make, she can feel it coming in her body and then she will plan accordingly. So this trip to the ocean came at exactly the right time. We've known it was coming for a while. Diane had several things that she had to work through and she saved them because she knew she could do them at the ocean, that the ocean would be the trigger that would allow these things to happen. So I just think that that's something that needs to be said. Yeah, I think that... Um, it gave you what you needed, which yeah. was uh, another piece of the retirement puzzle. You were able to push through some kind of membrane that that it really wore you out on Monday. Yeah, that's but true. Tuesday, you were through, you know? Yeah, it's a, it, I think the membrane is really a good way of putting it. It is like every transition, major transition of your life. You are, it's like literally in your... Yeah, there's a force pushing. being exerted to, of resistance because, yeah. because you are breaking out of an old identity. You're breaking through all the training that you have lived by for 33 years or longer in your whole working life. And you're breaking through to uh, someplace where you don't need any of that. Uh, so it has to be transformed into into something that is uh, that is part of your past, but you you don't want to let go of it. So you, there's resistance. It's it's a battle inside yourself, uh, and it becomes. That's why it's like it's like you're at the end of a bungee cord or something like that, and you're walking away and you're pulling it tighter and tighter. Pardon me, I'm having a drink of coffee. Or the same thing of pushing against a membrane and the membrane. Gets you. Boy, tighter and tighter before it's good coffee. You're able to poke one finger through and then it just goes, <laughs> spits you out on the other side. And then yesterday, when uh, I had my usual call with my brother, he told me that he had been creating a retirement playlist. song list for me. Playlist. They call playlist. them playlists. A retirement playlist for yeah. me on Spotify. And what a gift that was. Uh, he had composed, you know, just compiled a bunch of different songs. And it was a gift in many ways because, first of all, just hearing the songs. And I would love to play the first song that he had, but I'm going to keep it for the day, the Saturday after. I retire because it's so, it's a perfect song um, about retirement and what it means. And it just was perfect. So I was actually weeping from the moment I started listening to this, this uh, playlist. It's a great opener. Obviously, Gary knows how to make a playlist. Oh, he always did. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Yeah, because he used to make mixtapes for me. He you. used to make mixtapes for me of things that he came upon. And so I not only got the joy of listening to this retirement 
playlist that he had come up for. And and the thing that he was saying, well, I'm not sure if you'll always understand why I associated this with retirement, mm-hmm. but I think I did with every song. I, I'll have to talk. I'm talking to him in email <coughs> about each song. Um, just start off with the first one. But... Um, But I do understand what it means to me uh, as a possibility for retirement. Um, And a lot of the the songs were talking about feeling good, you know. And that is uh, something that I think that we don't allow ourselves to believe because we're in such a Puritan work ethic in our minds that we think, I can't do without this you can't imagine it feeling good yeah to not be doing anything but you know you know it's you're never not doing anything that's right you know it's that's the idea that it gets stuck in our head if you're not working then you're not doing anything bullshit but i got to say but i still believe that it's something that's put upon us by our capitalistic society that we're trained for it from the time we're born you know school is a training ground for That's the right. working life. So I mean, I used to carry like... a briefcase to school, you know. I was one of those freaky kids for a while that carried my books in a briefcase. Boy, I didn't do that for very long. I got a lot of crap for that. In any event, not only was I listening to this this wonderful playlist that he created, and it really moved me. I mean, many of the songs caused me to weep um, because of the potency when somebody else loves a song and is relating it to you it's like you've got this connection with them Mm -hmm. in your mental and emotional connection because you're listening to it not only for the song but you're listening to it for what the person meant by sending the song and i felt that way when you and i first got together when you'd send me songs it just felt it's like this communion of heart, yeah. and I just love that. Yes. And by the way, Cindy, the same with your folk rock tape. Oh, That's, yeah. uh, you know, and as with Cindy's tape, I started remembering all the songs that were so meaningful for me yeah. throughout a history of Gary sending me these mixtapes. Um, because... I discovered some of my, not only my favorite songs, but my favorite musical groups or or performers from those mixtapes. And so I actually spent a lot of yesterday creating a, a list of all the songs that I remembered him sending me on the mixtapes throughout years of our... our uh, growing up mm-hmm. when we were no longer in the same household you know yeah. and i was thinking here there were mixtapes that gary made up for me that uh when i was at the law firm when i uh at perkins Coie stone olson and williams when i was the 18th floor receptionist they had told me you're not always going to be busy so just always look like you're busy. It's really important for you to look like you're busy. So it was before I actually was assigned other uh, tasks from secretary. I became a secretarial overload uh, 
He became an source. overload secretary. Yeah. But, um, but before that happened, what I would do is I'd listen to these tapes um, on the dictaphone machine that I had yeah. and type a journal right. uh, listening to the music. But I remember that he had Talk of the Town by Pretenders on there. And I remember he had Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Yeah. And all of these songs that became infinitely important to me, not only because I started loving the groups and I would listen to all this stuff by that group or, you know, a lot of it, mm-hmm. but because those songs sort of stood out in pinpoint accuracy of what I would love yeah. about this this particular musical group. But um, it was later on that he sent me Losing My Religion by R.E.M., which I was just astonished by that song. And I don't know there was that same tape, but, um, but it was another tape that he had Night Swimming on there. And Night Swimming was on the retirement list as well. Yeah. And and then this other one that I don't remember hearing, but I'm sure I must have. Yeah, the, the, you Are the Everything? You Are, you are the Everything? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I must have heard it, but I didn't remember it. For some reason, it just startled me. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to... That's our music. Because it not only represented the feeling of being out of the ocean. You know, the you are you are the everything is about the closest that I can get to what I feel when I'm out at the ocean. But I definitely was weeping through that one. And by the way, just for Cindy's benefit, I wanted to say that uh, on some of those mixtapes, Gary had Richard and Linda Thompson, but more their rock versions of things. You know the, um, the shoot out the lights and um, not the folk stuff. So then, when Cindy had introduced the folk rock tape to me, I was hearing Linda and Richard Thompson in an entirely different way, and it's it was kind of like both of those were meshing at the same time, just a little. Aside. That's cool. But we were Worlds talking this. Collide. We were talking this morning about. I was saying, how did you first hear of REM, and uh, do you remember? Because I do remember hearing "Losing My Religion" on Gary's mixtape. Yeah, for me, it was "Fall on Me," the song "Fall on Me," which was from the album. What was the name of that album? Life's Rich Pageant. Pageant. Yeah. And then "Document" was. Document might be my favorite rock and roll album of all time. I don't know. They really go for it. The drum sound on Document is just intensely cool. I was telling Bill this morning that the thing that was so fascinating to me about R.E.M. is the the music really does... Their name is exactly right. You know, it's like that dreamlike, non-linear... Um, kind of way of seeing the world that you have in dreams right. and and something in the sonic quality of the band with Michael Stipe's voice out front yeah. just uh, it, it really locks that sense in 
Yeah, he's got that kind of keening sound to his voice. But a very powerful voice. I mean, for such a little guy, he's got an amazing voice. What an instrument. Absolutely That's why it reminded me of Jethro Tull, because it's Ian Anderson's voice that that really make... I mean, it's the forms of the music, too, the sonic quality of the band. But Ian Anderson's voice is such a key part of that sonic quality. Uh, that's what. That's what. Why I made the association between REM and Jethro Tull because nobody sounds like REM. Nobody sounds, and nobody sounds like Richard Thompson. It's like we were listening to that other woman's song the other day, and there was this guitar solo in it. And I said, "That's got to be Richard Thompson." Yeah, and, and that's Richard right. Thompson, it was. Know? It's just because his guitar style is so unique, and you know when you're hearing Richard Thompson. So anyway. Yeah. So it's been an interesting week. It's been a very uh, packed week, but in a very kind of cleansing, restful kind of way. So it's like it was a, an intense respite, an intense respite, which seems, you know, those terms seem mutually exclusive. but uh, Not so much. I yeah. think it, it was. But the other thing that I wanted to say is that Gary's retirement list, it has the number of songs that I was thinking, I could just play a couple of these you know like every week before my retirement and oh, then the, and then have the last one yeah. i mean last one be the first one that right. he had because it is the the perfect the ultimate uh, the ultimate the retirement ultimate song yeah. and then everybody could be thinking yeah i've made i've that? made such i've made great mixtapes in my life well you made them for me yeah but i mean i uh, i just think about the mixtape is was a thing you know in our youth in the era of turntables and cassette decks, you know, and stuff like that, and being able to, to you know, make a, a compilation cassette of your own design and then creating that flow that you talk about. You know, yeah. you want it to be, uh, you want it to start here and end here and kind of you, you shape the in-between. And, uh, I don't know, it's fun. I thought it was so well described. If people have seen High Fidelity, he mm. really talked about yeah, how you do tape. a mixtape. Yes, I love that. <laughs> he, he described it so well. Yeah. I never made mixtapes for people. I just was the recipient of them, and I'm so happy I was. Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting to realize that when you give a mixtape to some people, I think that Cindy told me that she had given that tape out to a lot of people and nobody really ever commented on it. I was the only one who, who just, like, took to it and loved it and i was yeah. thinking maybe it's because gary always one cast one's bread upon the water <laughs> well but for me i think that since gary had introduced me through that method and he knew what songs i would like so um he wouldn't choose a song by a group that i wouldn't like he wanted to introduce me through this method to songs that I would and um and he always nailed it and I so for me it was like this is the way that you learn about all these different musical groups is by having a bunch of different songs to just open the door to them and then you go and discover the rest of the the music it's true little Johnny Appleseeds of music so my sincerest gratitude to my dear brother, 
Gary and yeah, you nailed it, Gary. My dear friend Cindy. It's all about these mixtapes in my life. Night swimming deserves a quiet night. With photograph on the dashboard taken years ago. Turned around backwards so the windshield shows every street light reveals a picture. Still it's so much clearer I forgot my shirt at the water's edge The moon is low tonight Night swimming deserts quiet night I'm not sure all these people understand it's not like years ago fear of getting caught with recklessness of water they cannot see me by every day night swimming remembering that night September's coming soon pining for the moon and what if there were two side by side in orbit around the fairest sun that bright Ever drum could not describe night swimming. You, I thought I knew you, you, I cannot judge. You, I thought you knew me, this one laughing quietly underneath my breath.
Sometimes I feel like I can't even sing I'm very scared for this world I'm very scared for me Disarrate your memory Here's a scene You're in the backseat Laying down the windows Wrap around to the sound Of the travel and the engine All you hear is time Stand still in travel You feel such peace and absolute Stillness still that doesn't end But slowly drifts into sleep The stars are the greatest thing you've ever seen And they're there for you For you alone You are the everything I think about this world a lot And I cry and I've seen the films and the eyes But I'm in this kitchen Everything is beautiful She is so beautiful She is so young and old Look at her and I see the beauty of the light of music The voices talking somewhere in the house Late spring and you're drifting off to sleep With your teeth in your mouth you are here with me, you are here with me, you have been here and you are everything. Sometimes I feel like I can't even sing. Very scared for this world, I'm very scared for me. This your memory. Here's the scene, you're in the backseat, laying down the windows, wrap around to the sound of the travel and the engine. All you hear is time stand still in travel. Such peace and absolute stillness till the doesn't end, but slowly drifts into sleep. The greatest thing you've ever seen. And there.